Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I am your guide to wisdom. This is day 18 of our trek and today we're looking at the value that adversity brings to our lives. We're recording our podcast from our studios at home too in Charlotte, North Carolina. And as I work from our home office today, I certainly count it a blessing that our training, experience, and current technology allows Paula and me to work literally from anywhere that we have an internet connection. This gives us the freedom to work and travel together nearly every day. Take time today to think of a blessing in your life that you might have otherwise overlooked or taken for granted. As we continue on our trek today, we spot a small airplane flying above us. So I want to continue our theme of flying today and ask this question. Why do planes take off and land heading into the wind? When I first started flying lessons many years ago, the concept of taking off into the wind seemed counterintuitive. Wouldn't a pilot have an easier time instead of rushing into a strong wind? if the wind were coming from behind the aircraft, giving it a push, so to speak. Well, the key to taking off into the wind is the concept of lift. The more wind that passes over the wing of the plane will allow the plane to lift off the ground sooner. In short, pilots like to take off into a headwind because it helps them to achieve wheels up faster. A jetliner like a Boeing 747 needs at least 150 miles per hour of airspeed to become airborne. Without wind, the plane must accelerate to a ground speed of 180 miles per hour to lift off. But when there is a 30 mile per hour headwind, the plane only has to accelerate to 150 miles an hour, thanks to the extra boost it gets from the headwind. Even a small plane like the Cessna 172 that I flew would benefit from oncoming wind. The small planes can fly at extremely slow speeds, so a little headwind while taking off certainly allows the plane to achieve lift sooner. Landing into the wind is also very crucial in aiding the airplane to slow its descent while maintaining adequate lift to keep it afloat until touchdown. If you can slow your speed while descending at the proper rate, it'll provide a shorter rollout once you are on the runway. There's an old aviation saying that goes, the three most worthless things to a pilot are the sky above you, the runway behind you, and the fuel that you left in the hangar. As with life, the wind won't always blow exactly in the direction that is needed for takeoff or landing. That is why most airports with more than one runway will have a runway that crosses the other, so there's alternative options. Even with that, good pilot training consists of taking off and landing in crosswinds also. Just like the Boy Scout motto says, always prepared. Once you are airborne and at the right altitude, it is best if you could have the wind at your tail pushing you forward much faster than your calculated ground speed. All these factors have to be taken in consideration and calculated ahead of time. Nothing is worse than running short on fuel before you reach your intended destination. There are many other factors that need to be considered when flying, such as air pressure and how it changes with temperatures. And we do not have the time to get into the physics around the the entire concept of flying, but as a pilot, it is good to have a working knowledge of all this information. Now that we understand at least a little bit why it's best to take off and land into the wind, let us consider how this correlates with our trek in life. Most of us would just like to go with the flow, have the wind at our backs, and have some external force drive us onto a life of ease and success. Well, sorry to break the news to you, but that's not how life is for most of us on most days. This does not mean that we can't have a joyful and abundant life because it is how we interpret and handle the headwinds of life that makes the difference. Sometimes the wind in our lives are the result of storms that we've created by the choices that we've made. Other times we have no control over the wind that is buffeting against us. Regardless of that, from this point forward, we can take personal responsibility for how we handle and react to the heavy winds. We may not be able to change the circumstances any more than we can change the direction of the wind. But we can change ourselves, or at least our attitudes. That is something that we do have charge of. Winston Churchill put it this way, 
Kites rise highest against the wind, not with it. As we look at the trees along our trail today, the most resilient trees are the ones that have grown where the winds are strongest. As they grow, the very fiber of their being is strengthened to withstand the forces of this wind. Heavy winds in our lives should not be rejected, but welcomed. Just as those winds allow the airplane to take off sooner and reach new heights, so the headwinds of life will allow us to rise above and the very fiber of who we are will grow much stronger. We should be full of joy, though, because those winds will allow us to grow, gain endurance, and gain wisdom. This will allow us to be complete within ourselves, lacking nothing. This brings to my mind a paragraph from the letter written to the Jewish believers by James, the half-brother of Christ. The Jews were being scattered due to their persecution, and James encourages them with these words. This is taken from James chapter 1. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask, be sure that you have faith in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Well, as we look at this passage, it's not much more I can say about it. It's very to the point. Now, if I could only learn to have this faith and put it into practice fully in my own life, in every situation, I'll just say that is my goal. So as we wrap up our trek today, I'll end with this quote from Henry Ford, who said, When everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. So that'll finish our podcast for today. Tomorrow we will look at one final flying analogy of what happens when we're 1% off course. It is amazing how it can impact a flight and our lives. So please check in the camp tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. I encourage you to leave a discussion topic, comment, suggestion, or question about this podcast on the comment form on wisdom-trek.com forward slash day 18, or email me at guthrieadventurecg.com. If you'd like us to discuss any of these topics or answer any questions on our podcast, please let us know. We'd love to have this interaction from our members of the Wisdom Trek team. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes or the player of your choice so it'll be downloaded to you automatically each day. We also have a subscribe to podcast page on wisdom-trek.com. We'd also appreciate you leaving us a rating. That'll let us know how we're doing and spread the word to everyone you know to join us on our Wisdom Trek. I thank you in advance for doing so. Check out wisdom-trek.com for our daily journal, wisdom nuggets, and free resources. As we trek together, let us always remember to live abundantly or fully, Love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy the journey, and create a great day. See you tomorrow.